Welcome back, everyone, to Foreigners in Finland. Uh, for those of you new here, my name is Philippe, and I'm accompanied by my co-host, Jared. And today we're talking about mökki life in Finland. And yeah, the point of this episode is just to give you a bit of an idea of what a traditional Finnish cabin is like, how Finns use it, and maybe how you could also get a chance to experience it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think uh, Finnish summer cottages, it's like a massive part of the culture here. Uh, but it's it's not something that you know about before you come to Finland. Um, and it's not any kind of, you know, there's no like sort of written rules about Merkis, but there's definitely certain things that people do there and kind of certain experiences that you might have. So we're going to unpack some of our experiences and maybe talk about our favorite parts and some questionable parts about the Merkki and, and sort of see see how we go from there. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully by the end of it, you want to go experience uh, Merkki weekend. Oh, I know I do. Yes. The Johannes is coming up soon, so yes, I'm definitely looking forward to it. You're listening to Foreigners in Finland, a podcast that explores the experiences of people who moved here from abroad. My name is Philippe De Silva. I'm originally from New York, and I'm accompanied by my co-host Jared Luxon from Melbourne, Australia. We talk about why people come here, some challenges foreigners face, and all the incredible things this country has to offer. We hope our discussions help anyone new to Finland get accustomed to life here and bring new perspective to Finns. How would you describe a Finnish traditional cottage? Yeah, so, I mean, the fo- the concept of a holiday home is not like a new concept. I mean, people back in Australia, they have holiday homes. But a Finnish summer cottage is generally more like rustic experience. Like when people say cottage, they generally mean like an actual cottage in the woods by the lake. Some, some sort of smaller, uh, sort of smaller place where, you know, the heating is just a, like a log fire. The cooking might also be some sort of, <clears throat> you know, uh, basic sort of cooking equipment. The running water, questionable. Mm. Inside toilet, highly unlikely. Very modest, very <laughs> modest uh, cottage, you know. Yeah, but it's awesome. Like, and, 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 that's, and that's it because I think generally the living standard in Finland is pretty high. Um, so people actually go to these cottages to have the experience where they get a bit more connected to nature. They spend time sort of, you know, more, more, more connected to maybe old school ways of doing things and in some ways it's just a like a relaxing experience i think for many Finns, it's a bit of a reset right isn't it yeah. especially when you're you're used to living in an urban area it's just a way to really get away get some time to decompress do some like really basic activities go to sauna maybe do some swimming in the lake if you have a, if you're lucky enough to have a cottage by the lake a lot of Finns prefer to obviously have a cottage by the lake so it's kind of like, okay, you hit the jackpot, you got one. It's probably the stereotype. Yeah, right? yeah, I mean, it, yeah. like, if I was to think now, after I've sort of learned a bit about Mökki here in Finland, I would say that, like, the stereotype that I would say is a small cottage surrounded by some forest by the lake. Yeah. And that's kind of like the mental picture, I, that's I think, the way. that you have. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, what do you think was, like, the most surprising thing when you first went to a summer cottage? Yeah. Um, for me... For me, I guess I had, like, I've actually done, done a fair bit of camping. Um, so sort of the more like connection to nature and, and sort of basic way of doing things wasn't particularly new. Um, I think it was interesting though how there's sort of a defined set of like activities that like certain people do like at, like, at the Merke. Mm. It's like, okay, like when we're here, we like go hunt, like we go picking for berries or we go hunting for mushrooms or like there's certain activities that are like saved up for the for, like the Merke. Yeah. At least that's that's been certain sort of my experience right um and then one thing that i think is interesting that i've had an experience with only at the murky um 
is actually a Savile sauna. And I don't know if you've actually, you've tried one of these before, but it's, it's this sort of uh, old school way of doing a sauna where you actually fill the whole sauna up with smoke and then you like let the smoke out and then you go in there and it's got this really kind of smoky, everything's black because it's been turned black by the soot. And that for me is kind of like a murky experience because I've only had that actually at a, at a murky before. I don't think it's so common anymore. Yeah, I don't. I can't say that I've I've had that experience at at the cottage. Yeah. You know? But uh, yeah, I, I think I've I've heard that for sure. Mm. And um, what do you think about the outhouse? Like, <laughs> were you yeah. were you ready for that? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> at our at our summer cottage that we that we go to, we actually have just recently put in a new one. Okay. But the old one was starting to get a little bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's say a bit full <laughs> okay okay we like now were, were you working on that uh, were you put it was to always work? a little bit of a game of hot potato who was going to be doing okay. it okay i don't think because i was only i was only new in in the uh in finland at that stage i yeah. think i was um spared from the the uh the outhouse right. duties but okay. yeah i helped build a new one and I, I i mean i'm fine with out outhouses and it's it's somehow like a funny like kind of fun bit of a novelty having yeah. to, like go out and like use a use a loo out in the yard yeah, absolutely i really i really appreciate how how modest the finnish murky life is and just how how simple it is it doesn't have to be uh extravagant or like a really nice holiday home but you can still go there have a nice reset be in touch with nature and really enjoy the simple things and just like having a meal together with mm. your friends and family having a barbecue doing sauna going swimming in the lake it's it's awesome yeah it's, it's not complicated it's not complicated at all <laughs> but keep it, it simple but it works <laughs> yeah it works <laughs> absolutely many murkies don't have running water they might not have an inside like toilet does your one have electricity because that's always a bit of a like some do some don't type of type of thing yeah so uh, the the murky that i've been going to recently is my partner's um Murky, and there is no running water uh but there is electricity mm. but they try and limit the amount of electricity in terms of heating so usually you're only supposed to use like wood in the fireplace to to heat up the yeah the murky. Um but then of course if it's really really cold you're <laughs> just getting there you just want to heat up the place so yeah. then you yeah we, we turn it on for a little bit and then once once the the chimney's a bit like warmer warmed up a bit and then we can like turn on the fireplace because i've noticed i don't know if many people know this but when a chimney is much colder than the inside of the 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 cabin mm. or any place there's not as much of like a a uh, like a suction force, a suction it, force no. or like a a drift so if you turn that fire on and you start you're gonna make a yeah. subtle sauna in yeah, the, exactly in the yeah so that's just a, a pro tip like uh they say usually it's good to put like some newspapers on the on the side of usually they have like these little slots where mm. you can put it and that way it kind of warms up the inside of the chimney to create mm. a draft a draft is the is the proper word i believe mm. so that's that's something you want to definitely yeah <laughs> i i check I've, out i've also had that Luckily, it wasn't me starting the fire, yeah. <laughs> so I didn't get the blame for it. Yeah. But I've also seen that happen too. So yeah, yeah it, that, that's a little occupational hazard yeah. for uh, murky life. Yeah. A, a bit of a rookie mistake, but <laughs> yeah. you know, we all start somewhere there, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And um, but yeah, so the the question was about the electricity, and and I do find that most have electricity. 
but the running water is is, <laughs> is the one that a lot of them don't have yeah. you know so then what 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 do you do if there's no running water well you got to go to the lake mm-hmm Right, and usually the sauna has a container that you can put water in there, and then it heats up the water, and then that's what you use to bathe in. You take a shower with a bucket, and and you just pour water on yourself, and yeah, and that's it. And then when you're doing like dishes, you also bring water from the lake. You might heat up the water on the stove to get it warm, so it's easier to do your dishes. Mm. But I think that's probably my least favorite thing about murky life without running water is that you have to wash the dishes just like in a very old school way you know <laughs> like there's no running water so you're literally just there like with a bucket yeah yeah it makes you appreciate like the modern things doesn't it i actually had a like a slight introduction previously to that sort of um you know using a bucket to wash your dishes back when australia was having terrible droughts so for a different a different reason actually okay. it, you were trying to conserve water in every single way it was getting really dire at one stage and yeah. actually people were washing dishes in a small little bucket not because we don't have taps but because yeah. we're trying to save every drop of water so i'd seen that before but in finland it's a different different thing there's plenty of water yeah it's just in the murky it's not directed into the house right yeah. here maybe it's a bit more of a choice yeah <laughs> exactly yeah, right. ho- hopefully it's better now though, uh, right? it's better yeah. now but okay. yeah cool it's also interesting because I think that many cabins could have running water. Mm. And I don't think it necessarily costs that much to install. But it's just... It's not part of murky life, mate. It's not a priority, <laughs> you know? They're almost like, ah, I couldn't be bothered. Yeah, yeah. You know? Which but is, there are, I mean, there are different levels and different styles of murky too. I think it's, absolutely. it's important that we sort of touch upon this. Yeah. And this just goes with everyone's different style. Some people prefer... They still like to have a murky, but they prefer to have something that's a bit more with all like the modern conveniences of like running water and heating and different things like that. Right. Um, and then there's the real rustic ones where people just like to get back to absolute basics. It's effectively camping inside of like some sort of cabin. I mean, yeah. so yeah, there's like different, different, different types. But I think personally, the best experiences are from actually those more rustic, yeah. rustic ones. It's also nice to have a cabin that has all the amenities that you mm. have in your traditional home, mm. heating, water, comfy beds, <laughs> you know, but then it's, there's also something special about that rustic traditional cabin life, yeah. you know, it just really, it kind of brings you back. And I think that's, that's a nice way to reset and be appreciative of also what you have and and learning how to appreciate the simple things. Yeah, I, w- I would say so too. It just grounds you in some way. Yeah. I think, I think I, I still actually, I remember one of the cabin experiences that we had where we actually took a took a um, rental one through Airbnb and that was super, super rustic. Yeah. Yeah. That was like one of the most rustic cabins that I've personally been to. Me too. Yeah. But it yeah. was awesome. It we was had a great. great time. It was great. It yeah. was like in the Turku archipelagos, right? Correct. Yeah, we had to catch a ferry across to the island that it was on. So we yeah. were we were deep. Like <laughs> we had to drive for a while. It was a long drive, even from sort of any kind of town or anything. Yeah. It was it was it was miles away, but it was awesome. Yeah. Like such a such a nice experience. Yeah. And yeah, I think I think for like a group of friends, or it's such a nice activity that you can do. Just go away. There's no expectations to like do any particular mm. activities when you're at the murky. It's like the murky is the activity. Right, absolutely. Just hanging out is the activity. Yeah. Doing all the things, the sauna and the cooking and this. That's the. Yeah. I think that's. I think you can really make connections with people doing it, doing that way. Yeah, absolutely. like beyond family. Yeah, 
and the the murky hunger is is something real man because <laughs> <laughs> when you're there like you said there's you're just hanging out and then for me I, i'm always like extra hungry when i'm in the murky i don't yeah. know i always just want to like make some good food and yeah. like yeah making the food is definitely part of it too i think yeah. like you, people will spend more effort like not necessarily to make something fancy but to just make a make a meal like cooking but when you haven't got so many things going on in your life when you're sort of taking a bit more time out in the murky the cook like cooking becomes a main activity right yeah, yeah. so whether it's some sort of barbecue like a grill is quite popular or other types of things which you can make on like simple equipment that's like throwing a, something in the oven throwing yeah. something in the oven whatever yeah what are some other activities that that you've done mm. uh well the murky that I go to is is in my partner's family, and that one has it's actually a bit of a different murky than usual. It used to be a farm, so the actual house itself is not like in the traditional murky style. It's a it's like a it's like a farmhouse. Okay. Um, but it was it ha- it hadn't been sort of people hadn't been living in it for for sort of quite a few years. So my experience, actually, my first experience with the with the murky, it's been a whole lot of hard work. <laughs> <laughs> Jared's been at the labor camp. <laughs> So, uh, like we've been we've been spending time getting this place up and up and running and sort of back yeah. to its back to its former former glory. Um, lots of painting, lots of fixing things, and um, forest work. There's some sort of forest nearby. Um, lots of lots of that. But again, I think that's also part of the rustic experience for those people who maybe work work in the city, don't have too much of a physical day day job. I know I spend quite a lot of my time by the desk. I find that somehow cathartic to get out there and start pulling trees down and like using a chainsaw mm. and like doing all these things that you don't usually get to do. Some might view it as, as work. Sometimes it feels like work, but in other times it's, it's really nice and it gives, you, it gives you the endorphins of actually getting out there and getting something done that you can see like with your own hands. It's, yeah, yeah. It's You're creating cool. something yourself with your hands. Absolutely. I think that's an awesome point that you just brought up because for many people it is a place to build something you know you might build an extra shed you might build a small um like guest uh cabin you might build your own sauna there it's a it's a place to use your hands and do physical work for many people who might not do that you know Mm. i think i think that's a great point yeah but you can just do more things like with your hands and do more things yourself rather than getting somebody else in to maybe to maybe do it maybe that's also because i feel like in finland so many people live in apartments there's less DIY that you can do in an apartment than if you have like a freestanding house or yeah. like an omakoti dollar, as yeah. they're called here. So maybe people sort of get that out of their system in, in the summer cottage. Absolutely. If you live in an apartment for most of the year, you can't go outside and like fix, fix the wall or paint the <laughs> yeah, walls, yeah. can you? So it's, yeah. maybe, that's, maybe that's part of it. And I think that is also what adds to the rustic like vibe and look because maybe not everyone is a professional at painting or mm. building a shed like doing carpentry work but they still enjoy doing it and doing it themselves you know yeah so um yeah i think that that's a, another cool part of it some yard games are played in in the in the murky as well so milk is a very popular finish game where you have um, a stick and um, you throw the stick at a bunch of blocks um, and depending on which block you hit you get a certain amount of points but that's like a very traditional mm. traditional game to play. Yeah, that one's that one that one's interesting. I feel like it's all kind of just outdoors things. People just try and spend as much time outdoors as possible, yeah. whether it's a game or eating outside. Yeah. 
Have you seen those big uh, Murica pans for cooking pancakes on? Have you seen those? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Those that's are like awesome. A, that's like a super sort of milky yeah. thing yeah. where you have this mass. It's, I guess for people that haven't seen it, it's like kind of a big wok, but it's kind of shallow. Yeah. And you just put it on top of the fire. And then when it heats up, you can cook some of the best pancakes with these yeah, absolutely. things. Absolutely. It's, it's, yeah. it's super. What times do you usually go to the summer cottage? Because most of them are used during the summer, hence, yeah. hence the name. But I have heard of some, some people using them during the winter time too, sort of yeah. as a dual, a dual use one. I've been a lot of times in the fall, actually, mm. when uh, you know the leaves start changing a little bit. It's like getting the end of the summertime. Maybe you want to like go there one, one last time and enjoy before it gets too cold. Mm. Um, I've also been in the summer um the summer is definitely an easier time to be at the murky and maybe a bit more comfortable it's a classic time for sure but i do know some people do go in the winter time Mm. and uh most people who do go in the winter time have like proper heating and running water but not everyone some people do like that challenge of okay i'm going to the the murky and i gotta make my own hole in the ice and I got to survive. I got to get a bucket of water <laughs> and heat that up in the sauna and bring it in. And yeah, yeah it's uh, definitely a different, different experience in the winter time compared to summer. Yeah. Yeah. The reason I ask is because I think Johannes is coming up the midsummer here yeah. in Finland. And I think that's a classic time that many family and friends, they all spend together out of the city, like in the, in the summer cottage. It might be a surprise actually for foreigners when they come to Finland. If you were to come in the, in the like on Johannes in the midsummer that you might expect the city to be like pumping and like yeah. all these parties going on. I think you'd be surprised because actually most people are out of the city at the Merki enjoying yeah. the midsummer, like whether it's in the sauna or with some sort of like feast during the, during the midsummer. Um, but I have actually heard more people using their summer cottages now outside of the summer. And maybe this comes back to COVID and people being able to do the remote work. But I think that's an interesting one that's happened in the last few years is that people have actually been working from the murky and like maybe taking like an extended like week like uh, sorry an extended weekend and uh i found it's funny because only in finland would you have good enough like mobile internet that you can be in like the middle of the forest yeah. hotspotting your phone to your laptop while you like got like teams calls going on <laughs> the, the Finns have figured out their, their internet <laughs> for sure yeah but, it, but yeah i think that's a that's like a new way that murkies are also being being used yeah absolutely mm. And it's a good point about Johannes Midsummer. That's Finland's biggest holiday, I would say. Mm. And yeah, the majority of people are just going out to their family cabin, hanging out with their family and friends, and uh, enjoying the 24-hour sunlight, yeah. which is definitely uh, an experience worth having. Absolutely. Yeah. So, what other um, what what uh, experiences have you, like what sort of activities do you usually do at the cottage when you're there? Yeah, so a lot of times people have a small rowboat by the lake, so it's nice to just get out on the water. Uh, you might be able to fish a little bit in the lake. And uh, yeah, just a lot of swimming. I really enjoy lake swimming. Mm. I find it uh, a bit more refreshing than jumping in the sea. Um, but yeah, just a lot of sauna. A lot of sauna, swimming, eating, repeat. <laughs> I think the swimming is, that's actually one that is really interesting. Uh, any Aussies that are listening, people swim in the ocean effectively or in a pool. But generally, if it's some sort of natural swimming, it's in the ocean. Uh, the ocean's very salty. The experience is very different. 
very here different. In, here in Finland, even if you swim in the sea, the Baltic Sea is not that salty compared to like the Pacific Ocean. But if you're swimming in the lakes, the water's fresh. It, it's almost like, <laughs> like <laughs> you don't have to have the shower after that you've been in the sea, right? right yeah. The swim is the shower. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that was a, That was kind of an interesting experience. Tell you what, though, when you're swimming in those lakes and then your foot brushes against something in the in like the deep dark, <laughs> you don't want to be touching the ground. It's no, very soft and it's a uh, bit squelchy yeah, down there. Yeah. Um, but the water is very clean here. So in, clean, it's in crazy. Finland, so that's definitely something I appreciate. But I mean, that's that's how you can go and collect the water from the lake and then bring it to the sauna and use it to bathe and like wash dishes. I mean, the water right. is effectively drinkable from most of the lakes in Finland, with maybe a couple of, of exceptions. So. Right. Very clean. Yeah, and I think Finns also make sure to do a good job in maintaining the cleanliness of their lakes. You know, mm. if they're washing dishes, they're not bringing their dishes down to the lake and, and putting the dirty water there. Mm. You know, they're really making sure that they're doing that away from the lake. Mm. And I, actually, on that point, I've heard, a, I've heard a rule in Finland where you're not allowed to build now a sauna too close to the uh, edge of a lake, although doesn't apply to ones that were built previously so now there's this like sort of premium on saunas that yeah. like already exist close to the close like to the uh, shore of the lake which is an interesting one uh and that's a really nice one to have the sauna so close to the lake because um some of us like to do avanto which is like an ice hole um dip and when the sauna is so close it just makes the transition from getting out of the sauna and into the into the water so much easier but if you have to walk like i don't know 100 200 meters that becomes a bit more there's more time to yeah. like chicken out yeah exactly <laughs> exactly yeah but that's actually one activity that i really enjoyed um doing so it was last march or this previous march i went to the Mekke and um it was interesting because it was still 10 degrees celsius outside but the lake was completely frozen. Wow. You know? So, uh, you know, I made my, uh, the avanto, I made the ice hole, and I was like, okay, we're, we're doing this, <laughs> you know? And it was like a really exciting time, and we just went to a sauna and then took a dip. Of course, you don't stay in there very long. I think I lasted maybe five seconds. Yeah. And I was like, okay, get me out of yeah. here, you know? But uh, also, it was cool. I did it in the morning time without sauna. So I just, like, woke up. My partner, really? yeah, my partner was like, come on, let's just do it. Let's just do it. And I'm like, nah, I'm not about this. Like, no sauna. No sauna. And she's like, nah, come on, it's going to feel good. And I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> but then, dude, like I went in there and I got out. I lasted, again, like five seconds. And then I got out and you just feel like so alive, alive right? and awake. And it's just like, it's the, the amount of endorphins you have is insane. Yeah, so... Definitely a, a cool, cool thing to to try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's in, I think it's summer, winter it depends on the on the murky, but it gives you a glance into what actually the seasons are more like because it's quite easy to be insulated from the seasons. As as much as foreigners might sort of associate Finland with like very cold winter and like cold temperatures, inside Finnish apartments you don't feel it. They don't change like temperature. Yeah on the inside but in the murky you really get to sort of experience that if it's hot in the summer you're going to be hot yeah and if it's cold and you're there in the winter you're going to be sort of quite cold to be honest so yeah. it you, you you actually get to experience more of the climate it's cool Absolutely. so so jared like what's the best way to get out to a murky for for foreigners coming here to finland well it's it, it's a good question 
I think most Finns, I would say, have access to one one, or, one way or another through family um, or even sort of family friends that maybe own a murky together and share it during the during the summertime. There's quite a lot of uh, murkies that are set up in some sort of shared manner where people will go at different times or maybe all together. Um, but for foreigners, actually, that's a good question because if you've just moved to Finland, maybe um, you don't have a family connection to Finland. Uh, it might be a bit more difficult to f- like get out to a murky. But I think everyone should be able to experience murky life. Um, I would say go and explore... First is like friends. If you if you, if you have friends that that you know, go to the Murky. I think it's like most. If you're go- if you're very good friends with someone in Finland, I think it's quite common that you might go to the cottage together. Yeah. Um, some like workplaces have like Murkies and some sort of cottages and things that like employees can use. Um, same with like student organisations. Some of those have Murkies that you can go and experience. Um, and at the end of the day, you can also rent them. We were just talking before about one that we rented on Airbnb. We obviously don't know the person, didn't no. didn't have any sort of contact with them, um, and that was such a nice a yeah, nice weekend. That was one of the best like murky experiences I've I've had. Yeah. So, and it's not crazily expensive, especially if you're willing to drive some distance to get to get there, which can add to the experience again because you're out in you know further from yeah. civilization. So absolutely, and it's quite easy to rent a car here. Yeah, not not so expensive. Well, that's like a, a fun long weekend you can have with with some friends. Yeah, you get a few of you and everyone chips in, and you get to to go experience murky life. And I feel like that's a that's such a good point because you can grab a bunch of friends. You don't have to have the pressure of going to like your family's murky. You yeah. can just maybe go and all go together just to some sort of different place. And then if you if you enjoy doing that, you can go to a few different pla- different ones. Maybe you go to one in the Turku Archipelago like we yeah. did. Or you could go to one maybe in the like in like the Lake District. There's many options. Yeah, I think that's a important um, thing to just slightly touch on is that a lot of uh, family tensions comes from <laughs> from <laughs> the family murky. Oh, yeah. You know, like there's there's a bit of a, pr- a pressure going on. You know, when you go there, you got to make sure everything's like okay, and then who's taking care of the maintenance and who's using it at a certain time. Who gets to have it for midsummer? Are we all there for midsummer? You know, who's paying for this or that? It's 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 a bit hectic sometimes, which is like a bit of a shame, but I guess I, I do understand it. Like there's like who's managing it, you know, yeah. like who's responsible for this or that. Yeah. Finns love to like be very clear and transparent on who's responsible for certain things. I'd, I'd, I'd say that's kind of quite a uh, Finnish, Finnish trait. And I feel like uh, these things take maintenance. Yeah. Like the winter time is no joke in Finland, so it's not like a holiday house that you just forget about and just rock up there during the summertime. You have to take care of it, otherwise it just falls apart. But yeah, I've also heard of some sort of like you know discussions around murkies. <laughs> yeah, and it, they're not always. Uh, it's not always super positive ones, but yeah. I think in general, if they bring people together more than they cause any kind of issues. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah. Any any time you you get family members in a small area for a certain amount of time, in my experience, there'll generally be some tension. <laughs> yeah, so I would encourage all uh, foreigners to try and go and experience a murky if you're here in Finland. And for the Finns, here's a here's a challenge: if you have a foreigner friend, and you ask them if they've been to the murky, and if they if they haven't experienced the murky enough, maybe think of how you could maybe try and uh, get them to sort of see what murky life is like. Absolutely. Share, share that wonderful experience because I think we can all appreciate murky life. 
But all right, yeah, I think that about wraps up the show. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, it's been great hearing your comments. Um, we really enjoy that, and, and we're trying to get back to all the comments as, as quick as possible, but there's there's quite a few, so. <laughs> but we're doing our best, and uh, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy the show, and we'll see you in the, in the next one.